Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of Locked On Bills. I am your host, Matthew Fairburn. I cover the Buffalo Bills for nyup.com and syracuse.com. And today is Wednesday, November 16th. The Buffalo Bills will begin preparation today in earnest for their Week 11 game against the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. I'll be at One Bills Drive today covering Media Day. I'll be there throughout the week, and I'm heading to Cincinnati on Saturday. You can follow along with all the coverage on nyup.com, and you can also stay locked on this podcast where we will have daily episodes updating you with what is going on in and around One Bills Drive. Today on this episode, I want to get into the Cincinnati Bengals, the Bills' Week 11 opponent. I want to focus on them. I was able to watch their Monday night game against the New York Giants on you know, this past week and a few of their other games, and, and I came away with a few takeaways and, and areas I think the Bills should be concerned about, but er- some areas that I think the Bills can, can take advantage of in this game. Uh, you know, the, the Bengals are a beatable opponent, and the Bills will need to beat them to stay in the playoff race. And so I think it's uh, one, of those, one of those weeks one of, that really tests this team. And, and you see what they're made of when you're playing against a team you should beat on the road. It's going to be a, a tough test. And as we've talked about, the Bills kind of need to win out to secure a playoff spot. Six or seven might get them in, but winning out is really the, the only safe bet for this team. So... Big game this week. We'll break down the opponent. First, I want to tell you guys about SeatGeek. I've told you before, but SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to shop for tickets. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone, and I find it to be very helpful. I've, I used it at the World Cup of Hockey to find tickets quick and easy. Open the app. Everything's color-coded. And, you know, prices vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek is always going to find the lowest price available because they price compare for you by searching multiple ticket sites. We're going to Oakland in a couple weeks when the Bills play the Raiders and the Golden State Warriors have a home game. So a few of us media guys are going to the game. I opened up the SeatGeek app. Everything's color-coded right there. And it's get, every ticket is given a grade based on value. And you can immediately see which seats are underpriced and make sure you're getting the best deal that fits your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence, which is not always the case when, you, when you're shopping outside these stadiums and things like that. The best part, if you're listening to Lockdown Bills, you can get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you got to do, download the SeatGeek app, go to the Settings tag, tab, and click Add a promo code, enter promo code L-O-Bills, that's L-O-B-I-L-L-S, 
and SeatGeek's going to send you 20 bucks after you've made your first purchase. So download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOBILLS today and get your 20 bucks. Let's get into the Cincinnati Bengals a little bit. You know, a year ago, the Cincinnati Bengals were one of the upstart teams in the league. They looked like a potential sleeper for uh, a deep run into the playoffs. Andy Dalton got hurt. Things didn't quite work out for them. And this year, they don't look like quite as dangerous a team. They still have a lot of the pieces that made them dangerous, but some of the supporting cast isn't there. And I think there's enough areas of this game for the Bills to take advantage of matchup-wise and really take it to the Bengals if they can exploit certain areas. Let's start with where I think the Bills could be vulnerable against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think it's obvious that A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert are the two guys the Bills need to focus on. A.J. Green's one of the best wide receivers in the league. They were able to keep him in check for the most part last year, but he's looked really good this year. He's obviously Andy Dalton's number one target. And without Muhammad Sanu and Marvin Jones, you know, the Bengals haven't had those secondary options as readily available as they did before. And so A.J. Green's had to take on, you know, more responsibility, but it hasn't seemed to hurt him. He's, he's still a guy that can make big plays in the red zone who can beat you with beat you over the top vertically and will make plays over the middle make those tough catches and get yards after the catch why is this a big concern for the bills well of course it's a concern because aj green is a huge talent but it's more of a concern when you consider the fact that stefan gilmore and ronald darby have struggled in a big way this season they're giving up big plays over the top and when you have a a guy that can get a strong release off the line of scrimmage and burn you with deep speed like AJ Green can well that looks like a guy that that could hurt this Bills team without Aaron Williams in the secondary you know the Bills have struggled to defend the deep pass and they need to figure out a way to do it in a hurry because AJ Green isn't the type of guy that's going to uh you know take a week off or you know have an off week he's pretty much there every week and he's capable of making a big play at any moment huge area of concern for the bills another one would be Tyler Eifert the tight end he's back and he's playing exceptionally well the last few weeks he had two big games in a row uh, had close to 100 yards against the Giants this week he's just been back to his pro bowl form after missing a good chunk of the early part of the season uh, with an injury he suffered in the Pro Bowl. And so now that he's back to full strength, that's an added weapon for Andy Dalton, who, let's not forget, shredded Rex Ryan's defense last year with a quick passing game, getting the ball out of his hands in a hurry. I think, you know, Dalton hasn't been as good as he needs to be for the Bengals this year. But now that he's got his two big weapons back, I think he's got a chance to do some damage against a weak Buffalo Bills pass defense. The Bills have struggled against tight ends this year. Jimmy Graham caught two touchdowns on them last week or the week before the bye against the Seahawks. Rob Gronkowski lit them up the week before that. They've they've had trouble covering tight ends consistently 
since I, you know, have been covering the team starting in the 2014 season. So Tyler Eifert's a handful. I, I think, you know, they're going to struggle to cover him because Nikel Roby can't match up with him in the slot. And Aaron Williams isn't there to help out. And the linebackers have been hit or miss in coverage. So Tyler Eifert is is another big problem for this Bills team. The third area I would be concerned about is Geno Atkins against whoever the Bills decide to put at center. Geno Atkins is a handful on the inside of the Cincinnati Bengals defensive line. While the Bengals defense has taken a bit of a step back, Geno Atkins has not. I mean, that guy has a nonstop motor. He is quick off the snap, and he is disruptive as hell on the interior of that defensive line. It's a particular concern this week when you consider the fact that Eric Wood just went on injured reserve with a broken leg, and the Bills are going to have to go with either Patrick Lewis or Ryan Groy for that center spot. That's not a a good matchup. That doesn't favor the Bills. They're going to have to help out whoever's playing center, with either Richie Incognito or John Miller uh, to make sure that Atkins is consistently double teamed on the inside because if they don't, he is going to make them pay in a big way. I I think that would be my number one area of concern. I mean, obviously, Burfecht on defense. Vontaze Burfecht, the linebacker, is also a handful. I, I think if the Bills don't figure that out on the inside of their offensive line, it might be tough sledding for LaShawn McCoy. I think the positive sign is that, you know, McCoy is good when you can get him out in space, get him in the open field and make guys miss. I don't think that's going to be a problem against this Bengals team. I don't think they're all that good of a tackling team. I don't think they're one of the best defenses in the league. So I wouldn't be surprised if McCoy can still get his yardage, even if Geno Atkins is a handful on the inside. I just think, you have to consider, you know, Tyrod Taylor is tough to bring down, but there's nothing more disruptive to a quarterback than pressure in the interior of the pocket. And the Bengals have to make sure that if Geno Atkins is generating that pass rush, that they're able to contain Tyrod Taylor when he decides to flush the pocket Mm -hmm. one way or the other. It's going to be an interesting matchup, and it's going to be interesting to see how Tyrod Taylor and the Bills' offensive line handle that. I do think for the most part, the Bills match up pretty well with this team in other areas. For starters, the Bengals' offensive line has struggled. Uh, towards the end of that game against the Giants, they just collapsed and allowed the Giants two or three straight sacks toward the end of the game. They just don't have the same pieces on the O-line. It used to be a strength of theirs, and right now that that offensive line just isn't playing like the strength of the team. And the Bills you know, lead the league in sacks and they're putting a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. And so I think it's going to be tough for Giovanni Bernard and Jeremy Hill to get going in the running game, and it might be tough for Andy Dalton to really get into rhythm in the passing game just because, you know, I don't know if he's going to have a ton of time in the pocket. And that's where A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert, you know, come into play. If they can get off quick passes to Eifert and some deep shots, to A.J. Green that can keep the Bills' defense honest, then maybe you know they can keep them at bay a little bit. But it's going to be tough because I, I sense a mismatch on that offensive line uh, with some of these Bills' pass rushers like Jerry Hughes uh, against some of these offensive linemen. 
I think it's going to be a, a pretty decent day for the Bills up front uh, if they can you know, take advantage of that mismatch. For the Bills on offense, I, I think Tyrod Taylor can get things going against this secondary. Uh, not particularly impressed with Dre Kirkpatrick uh, in the Bengals secondary. He takes a lot of penalties, and the Bills have some speedy receivers that could give him some trouble. I think Robert Woods coming off you know, the best game of his career deserves a shot to uh, make it two in a row. He's a guy that, you know, they lined him up a lot in the slot against the Seahawks, and it worked out beautifully. I think they can execute a similar strategy against the Bengals. You know, on paper, the Bengals' defense looks good with, you know, Adam Jones and Drake Kirkpatrick on the outside, but both of them tend to struggle with penalties, and they're both, uh, you know, susceptible to getting beat uh, on quicker routes. So I, I think... Robert Woods can take advantage of some room in the slot and make some plays. And like I alluded to earlier, LaShawn McCoy looks like he'll be back at full strength for the first time since he tweaked that hamstring uh, leading into the Dolphins game. And that's huge news for this team. I mean, you saw what LaShawn McCoy was able to do during that four-game winning streak. He was their best player. And I think if he can recapture that form, the Bengals are a decent defense, but they're not good enough to necessarily shut down a guy like LaShawn McCoy who just brings so much to the table uh, in the passing game and the running game. And when he gets in space, he's able to create yards just by making guys miss and and getting to the edge and and things like that. So I would expect McCoy to be a big factor in this game. I would would expect the Bills to kind of lean on that running game and and see what, what they can get out of it, even with Eric Wood out and a potential change at right tackle. I just think they got to get back to what won them games during that four-game streak and try to avoid some of the stuff that happened to them uh, during this three-game losing streak. One quick question I wanted to get to, I thought it was a good one, from Eric Harris, RoboAx on Twitter. He asked, has Woods shown enough to be extended? He's one of the guys on the team that always gives 100%, in my opinion. I would agree with that assessment of Robert Woods. Uh, I think he is he is one of those guys that is always going to grit his teeth and give you the effort regardless of what you ask him to do. And that's a valuable asset you know, to have on a team. He's willing to block. He's willing to play in the slot, willing to play outside, uh, willing to go through a game and not get targeted. He's really willing to do just about everything. I mean, he played through a painful groin injury last year. And so he's fought through a foot injury this year. He's really uh, done a lot for this team. And he's doing it all in a contract year. And I think he's earning a nice paycheck in the process. I just don't think that the Bills will want to be the ones to pay him. And I think it's because he's going to command a decent amount of money in the open market. You look at what Marvin Jones and Mohamed Sanu were able to get when they left Cincinnati a year ago. I just think that Robert Woods knows if he hits the open market, there's a big payday coming. The Bills probably know you know, roughly what his market value is. Just don't know that they can afford to pay him that. And... 
for as valuable as he's been this year, as soon as Sammy Watkins is back, Robert Woods becomes less valuable in the sense that he's more replaceable. I think you can find a guy to do what Robert Woods does a lot easier than you can find a guy to do what Sammy Watkins does when he's healthy. And so for that reason, I don't necessarily think that Robert Woods will be back with the team in 2016, but it's not because he hasn't done enough to warrant an extension. It's because the Bills have been you know, playing fast and loose with the salary cap, and they don't exactly have the luxury of paying a guy like Woods when they have so many other contracts coming up on the roster along those lines i'm going to have a post up over on nyup.com later this week going through every single free agent on the bills roster and my thoughts on whether they should bring them back or not at this point Uh, i'll revisit it at the end of the year but i wanted to do a little bit of an update just to see where we're at with some of these guys and see whether the bills should bring back a few of them But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Bills. A reminder, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes by searching Locked On Bills. You can also find us on audioboom.com the same way. Make sure to rate and subscribe on iTunes. It always helps out the show. You can also follow me on Twitter at Matthew Fairburn and send in any questions you have for the show. I try to answer every one. I'll be back with you guys on Thursday morning to fill you in on what happened at One Bills Drive, the latest news and notes, and continue to analyze this game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Hope you all have a great Wednesday, and thanks for tuning in.